You are listening to The Yoni Codes, where every week we explore the secret mysteries of the divine feminine through the reclamation of motherhood, entrepreneurship, and relationship. Through the gates of your yoni and held within your womb are secret codes that when activated, spark magic, healing, and rebirth. The Yoni Codes are the wisdom keys to harnessing your power, healing your lineage, and expressing your magic in the world. We believe that if every woman unlocks the Yoni Codes within themselves, the ripple effect will be the healing of our collective. I'm Melissa April. I'm Catherine Blanco. Let us dive into the mysteries together. Welcome back to our podcast. Melissa and me, Catherine, are here to chat to you about today something that is very near to both of our hearts, and that is being the peace that you want to see in the world. And there is so much turmoil on Mother Gaia right now, and we want to speak to how showing up for ourselves in this time is vital for the health and the healing of the earth. And we are both hurting and we feel the mothers crying and we feel the aching. And it can be really easy for us to sort of fall into the martyr and stop eating and consuming lots of news stories and sort of staying in that lower vibrational frequency because you look around your your home and perhaps you are living in privilege and you don't have bombs going off in your next door neighbor's apartment building and it can feel really difficult to anchor into simple self-care practices. But what we wanted to bring today in this conversation is giving yourself a permission slip to be present to because your family needs you in your wholeness right now more than ever. Yeah. And not just our families, but our communities and the collective energy all around, you know, I think I do hear this a lot and I understand where that comes from. I experience it myself, but there's almost like a guilt that we can mm-hmm. carry when we, when we recognize that we live in privilege, we recognize that our circumstances are very different from other people's. And then we feel bad about the good health that we have, or the safety that we have, or the nourishment that we have, the access to healthcare, the access to, you know, whatever it might be. And it can create a lot of guilt. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a form of punishment. And I think especially as women, we don't want to, we don't want other people to feel bad, or we don't want to come across as somebody who's selfish in, in desiring to take care of ourselves. It's almost like, I don't deserve it if other people can't have it. Well, yeah. And it's, it's like, the this feeling of like how dare I celebrate this exciting thing that's happening in my life when look what's going on over there like how can I be in 
in a good place right now or take time for a luxurious bath when I know there are people literally running from their homes right now. Like it's like this totally that guilt piece comes into it and it can really destable us and and cause us to hurt ourselves. Yeah. I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, I can't remember where I read it or how I came across this interview, but it was, it was when the virus had hit Italy and they were going through the thick of it. And that was kind of like, there was just a lot of like horror stories coming from over there and the whole world is freaked out, of course. And there was an interview with this woman and I guess the reporter journalist was asking them like how does it feel to know that like Canada the states like they're not experiencing what Italy is experiencing right now or this part of the world is experiencing and she had said like it like thank god like it makes me that actually gives me hope to know that there are people there are places in the world that are still safe that feel safe that are kind of that beacon of hope and light for us right now as we're navigating this time. And so I just thought, I just remember, I can't honestly like remember how I heard it or where I heard it, but I just remember it really landing for me because this I, it was also coming up in my work. I was running a masterclass at the time and it was all about like how to be happy during a worldwide p- pandemic. <laughs> and that was like a lot of the stuff that was coming up for people was feeling guilt that we had it so good where we were, especially on the West coast in Canada. And I just remember like, this was such a source of inspiration for me of like, but if everybody in the world is suffering at the same time, then we're fucked. Mm -hmm. There's no North star to turn to, to point us Mm -hmm. back home. There's nowhere to look to that helps us tap into remembering where we come from and what's possible for us when we tap back into love and we tap back into um, caring for each other and being compassionate and, and being in that energy. So if everybody is, you know, in this really horrible place, there's no, no one to pull us out. There's nobody there lending a hand. There's nobody, there's nothing. Right. So I think that's just, it serves as a really positive reminder for us of like, it is our job to take care of ourselves. Thank you, goddess, for letting mm. me be in a part of the world, happen to be in a part of the world at this time where I'm relatively safe and provided for. And it is my job to make sure that I am anchored deep in my self-care, self-love, staying grounded, staying present, staying open, because if I just fall to shit, how is that going to serve anybody else? Well, and the ripple effect of, of that will be felt beyond our day-to-day. Um, like you mentioned, uh, how it affects our community. Like if everybody in the community suddenly stopped taking care of themselves, we think of our children and what they're seeing and, and our community's children, like how something that's taking place on another part of the world if that negativity, if we let that negativity penetrate all of our consciousness, all of our hearts, all everyone 
around the world, then we're also letting that hate win in a way. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Because like our, I keep speaking to our children because I guess that that's a big anchor point for me right now in staying present is staying present and grounded for my children because I recognize their nervous system plays off of mine. I'm their co-regulator. So if I'm not, and my husband too, but if we're not in a centered present place, they immediately go off kilter. Like the whole dynamic of our household shifts and, um, And that's like a really simple thing. Like if I'm slightly stressed, my, my newborn or my newer, she's not a newborn anymore. My six month old baby is going to pick up on that. My teenager might be a little bit more crabby towards me. Like, and that's like a very microcosm. Um, But when you, when you pull that lens outward and, and see how, how that the, the conflicts in our world, the, the struggles, the famines, all of these things that have been taking place since honestly, like the beginning of time, really like these events aren't just happening in the last two years. They're, they've been happening for many, 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 many years, our whole lifetimes. Yeah. If, if we let it take over, um, the ripple effect will go into our lineage as well. Yeah. That, then that's how they grow up right? They grow up Mm -hmm. with the belief that they can, that they will be sucked into every problem that exists in the home, outside of the home, and they can't separate themselves from, and I think that's where it gets really hard to self-regulate and, Mm -hmm. and to keep yourself grounded when things are turbulent. And that's not, you know, it's not like the end of the world, but I certainly know for myself, I had to do a lot of undoing and learning because we do pick, we're so sensitive as children. We pick up everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the ripple, the ripple trickles down into the lineage. It spreads out into our community. You know, you even think of like, if I'm, if I'm in it, if I'm in the thick of it and I'm, and I'm not taking care of myself and, and I certainly am feeling like you had pointed out at the beginning, I am feeling it. I'm feeling mm-hmm. the energy is really intense. And when you combine it on top of your personal life, if there's anything else going on. It's just, it's, it, it's a big knot and it, yeah. and it's, it's heavy. Hard. It's heavy. And so if I'm not anchoring into being there for myself and actually giving myself what I need in this time, the heavier it gets, the heavier it gets, the heavier it gets. And so if I'm having a shit day and I go out and I start treating other people like crap, or I'm short with somebody, or I'm unfriendly or unpleasant with somebody who has nothing to do with my life, or I get in a little thing and when I'm driving in the car, it's like the ripple effect. It's a real thing. And we don't think that these things matter, but I've certainly had things happen like in the car where like mean bully drivers actually can ruin my day. (laughs) And so I'm doing that. If that's the effect I might be having on somebody because I'm not taking care of my own shit. I don't want that. And if everybody's running around doing that, well, look at that effect. Totally. I think there's a big difference here in, in what we're trying to communicate today it's not that we were recommending bypassing the harsh realities 
of what's going on. It's actually the opposite. It's taking the pain that the collective is feeling and transmuting that and moving that back into the earth and, and being a lighthouse for others to transmute that pain, to express their anger, to let it out rather than holding it on and taking it out on ourselves because of our guilt. Yeah. And, you know, we don't often think about that effect, right? Like everything that I think, say, and do is sending a vibration out into our collective. Mm -hmm. Every shitty thing I think about myself, every harsh thing I do to myself, every all the ways in which I might not take care of myself, which affects how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling. It's like sending these little messengers back into the collective. And that is what people are pulling from. It's like, I think of it like a motherboard, like Mm. the collective is like this motherboard. It holds all of this information, all of this stored energy from our thoughts and our emotions. And the more negative that's in there, it's more likely that a, that a person is going to draw that from the collective. Mm. Whereas if I'm intentional about filling myself up and I am intentional about the thoughts and the beliefs that I know are going to be sent back up into that motherboard hovering above us in the collective, then it's, and the more people that do that, the more likely somebody can reach in and plug into that thought, that feeling, that belief. These are the codes they're stored in the collective consciousness that is like a fucking motherboard. This is like the computer of our earth. Mm-hmm. It's so like, and we don't think of it and you might think, oh, whoa, woo, Melissa. Like, I'm not going to be thinking about this, but I'm like, you should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should, we should be, th- we should be thinking it. Don't should anybody. I'm going to should you right now. We should be doing this. We should be more intentional about what we're doing because it is our responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's our responsibility. What's happening in the world right now. You think, Oh, I don't have a part in it. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That part starts with you taking care of yourself. Yeah. So snap out of it. I don't mean to be harsh. I mean, <laughs> but seriously, like, yeah. Cause there is that side too. There could uh, our listeners are a diverse group. I, you could be out there being like, well, this isn't affecting me. It is on the other side of the planet. It's, um, it's not in my backyard. Um, but then you're also not recognizing that there is an effect on all of us on the planet when there's, when there's heartache. We feel it. We're all connected. We are interconnected beings. And when well, we deny that, like, when we deny our oneness, it causes more dis-ease in our bodies and our spiritual bodies, our physical bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I have this thing I say that we matter because we are matter. Mm. Like, so it's very typical very common for women to sink into self-deprecation and to sink into martyrdom and to sink into victimhood. And, and by, I don't mean this as a criticism at all, because I'm, I'm guilty of this. This is just the way we're brought up in our culture. But when we can tune into, like, if you can't do it for yourself, 
what we're so good at is thinking about other people, <laughs> thinking about what's going on on the other side of the world and feeling so helpless as to what's happening. If you p- can plug back into your belonging in the world of like, I actually do matter because I am matter. I am made up of matter. I am here and I am matter. And therefore everything that I do matters. And so it's my job. It's my responsibility. It's part of my cosmic duty, if you will, to fill myself up with as much love as I can, because that's ultimately what's going to get sent back out into our collective stream of energies. But it goes against so much of our conditioning. It does. Yeah. And it, it's not, it's not an easy pattern to release. And how I've started to recognize these, like, these really ingrained patterns that a lot of us as women are holding, it's not a quick fix. It's not a one-time deal. It's something that we keep having to circle back to and recalibrate, realign ourselves to come back to ourselves, come back to our wholeness. It's not something that you just take a a workshop on and suddenly you're like, oh, okay, I just have to have a bath once a week and make sure I wash my hair and do this and like put on essential oils. And, and now I am a self-care queen. No, it's like a constant reminding, a constant remembering, a constant coming back to that groundedness, that anchoredness in in the reality in what's right in front of us and doing that as your duty to the collective and i think how you articulated that was so beautiful that especially for for those of you that don't have children because i think it is it can be a little bit easier in a way for for mothers to remember that we need to put our oxygen mask on first so that we can show up for our kids harder to do like do in in actuality but we kind of have some of that messaging but especially for those that are tuning in that aren't parents remembering that you're doing this for the whole that you are doing this for the collective and that it will be felt that if you are showing up for yourself if you are nourishing yourself if you're anchoring yourself in mother gaia and sending love and prayers and staying in that higher vibrational energy, you will make a difference. Yeah. What that reminds me of is we're all, we all are connected to the mother, the archetypal Mm -hmm. mother mother energy and Mm -hmm. the, the divine mother is part of all of us. And with that feminine intelligence living within us, like remembering that, that, that does live within you and that you're part and that we're all part of this kids, no kids doesn't really matter. It's like, exactly. We do have to, it's so, Oh my God, it's so easy. And I'm saying this cause I know like when I gave you a little bit of heart, tough love, that's me giving me some tough love as mm-hmm. well, because it's, it's been easy over these last few weeks to just be like, I can't, like, I just, I can't, I just can't. I just can't, can't do it. I can't. <laughs> totally. and, it's, and it's this remembering, right? This coming back to, no, I, I have this, I have to do, my children need me. 
Yes, my clients need me. Yes, my family, my community needs me. Yes, the collective is hurting. I can, I cannot afford to wallow in the collective heaviness right now. I need to rise above and take care of myself so that I can be here, present for anything, no matter what happens. So we want, we wanted to just drop in today with this message for you so that if you've been feeling these, this destabilization of the collective sort of energy being heavier right now, let the message coming through today I give you permission to not feel guilty for showing up for yourself. Give yourself permission to take that extra time and really lean into taking care of yourself even more than you usually do. So instead of like, I don't know, binge watching Netflix, turn that thing off and spend that time doing some good meal preparation or bring your journal out and just do some stream of consciousness, consciousness writing and get angry, scream, move your body, get outside, throw that energy back at mother Gaia because she can hold it and you need to transmute it. You need it to go somewhere so that it doesn't stay within your body. It doesn't stay within your the physical and manifest as, as sickness or something worse. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Cause I think that's a big part of the self-care self-love is actually letting yourself access the anger and the rage and channeling that fear based energy into something that is kinder, something that is mm. transmuting it right again not never bypass never we're never encouraging bypassing um and sometimes self-care looks like accessing those harder those harder emotions um and you know i think a a big part of this that i want to just open up a little is this is really like self-care yes to self-care always feels good self-care you hit the gym, you eat well, you meditate, you have a bath. Great. Those are all beautiful. But why are we, why are we doing this? We're doing this to remember our worth. We're doing this to remember our, our wild. We're doing this to remember our connection to the divine. We're doing this to remember that we're nature. We're doing this to remember who we are and our deserve, our deservability of love and our, like, these are really this is really why we do self-care. It's not just mm-hmm. to like feel good. It's like recognizing in yourself that you are worthy, that you are enough, that you are, you matter, that you are love and that you have something incredible to offer, but you can only do that from a well-sourced, well-nourished well. <laughs> yes. And we need to be love in order to give and receive it. We need to be in that vibration of love in order to be it and to receive it. Yeah. So what's the Yoni code here? Maybe that's the Yoni code right there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That that 
that, well, I think that it's like self-care is, I think the Yoni code, I think the intelligence here is self-care is more than just a relaxing bath. Self-care mm-hmm. is about accessing the full spectrum of who we are, including all of the emotions and being able to transmute yeah. the ones that are fear-based into love and allowing ourselves to sink into this intelligence yeah and the the depth of i think i think it's like the depth of the divine mother the depth of of gaia the depth of our wild nature so that we can receive love so that we are open to give love so that we are the change that we want to see in the world so that we are able to give this get hold a space essentially for transformation and change to occur on the microcosm and the macrocosm well because i i just got this like ping too it's also it's also about taking care of our nervous system so -hmm. that we are able to stay because i feel from those that i've spoken to in the last little while even over the last two years with the pandemic and and everything that a lot of us went either went into freeze, fight, or flight, you know, like the, those, those nervous system responses, rather than being able to be in a sense of, of presence and rootedness and acceptance. So that's also how I feel like coming back into community with yourself or communion with yourself. um, That, has to happen in order for our nervous systems to to regulate and to to slow things down and allow that spectrum of emotion to come through rather than just sort of sitting in that freeze state because I, I felt myself sort of going into a freeze state of like of deep empathy for for what's going on and babies being born in subway stations and all these sort of things and it's like but also recognizing that like this stuff has also been happening every single day before this last war like that it's just not being spoken about too like there has been people in pain every single day and I think that that needs to be said too it's like that there has been suffering on the planet for many, many, many millennia now. And if we, if we try and hold it all, we're going to end up breaking. Yeah. I mean, suffering is part of the human condition. We Mm -hmm. can't get away from it. I mean, obviously if we lived in a state of love and all of us were on that same page, um, it would be a different story we'd be telling, but I mean, it, it is a, when you think of it that way, it's it's kind of eye-opening, right? Like we can't, we got to keep moving. And we do, we keep moving forward. It's just, how are we going to keep moving forward? Are we going to keep moving forward from a wounded place, a fear-ridden, dripping in fear and, and scarcity and- And grief. And grief. The grief. The or, grief. Yeah, right? And it's like, yes, that stuff is present and- we can transmute that and we, and we, we need to be able to learn how to hold all of uh, both of it, actually the grief Mm -hmm. and the joy, the, the pain and suffering that's happening and the life and ecstatic energy that also exists on the planet. 
because that's, this is the duality of life, right? Birth and death. Birth and death. Um, I think, and you know, and bringing it back into just like, again, these last, it's been two years now since, Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to speak from where we are in the world when things started to shut down over here was around this time, two years ago in March. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, for two and a half years, we'll say, we've been living in a pretty constant state of panic and anxiety and fear and uncertainty and grief and Mm -hmm. just depression and, you know, so, so, so much. And I think now there's a war. I mean, there was already a war, but now Mm -hmm. that now there's another kind of war that's terrifying and heartbreaking. And it's just like, it's almost like we can't can't get up for air. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, we keep getting bludgeoned with the, this shit. And Mm -hmm. it's hard for people, I think, to come up for air and remember to put the oxygen mask on. Um, where the fuck is the oxygen mask anymore? And I think that's like the sense that people are getting. It's just like, is this ever going to end? Are we ever going to come to a place of peace? And it's frustrating, right? And you get to this point of like, what's the point anymore? You know, like what, what are we doing? What's going on? Like, (laughs) why are we doing? And I think that that is the moment. Like I, I had a moment of sinking into this and that was the moment as well for me where I was like, I need to come back to myself because I can't, if I go down this rabbit hole, I don't know. I know that's no good for my family. That's the thing that I can tether myself to. I can anchor myself back to, um, to come back. So I feel like I just like brought that into <laughs> deep, dark spaces. But well, I think, I think it's important that we do honor the deep, dark spaces. And that is really what this comes down to is leaving, leaving care for ourselves into our daily lives so we can and and do and have the capacity to move into the darkness because we can't go into that dark space from an empty place it will pull us under so we need to stay well nourished we need to stay in connection with mother gaia and then we can move into the the space of of Reaper. feeling our feelings and and go into that depth yeah from a place of of nourished strength rather than weakness yeah we we need to be harder to kill yeah <laughs> and it's like it's like that emotional body right the emotional mm-hmm. mental body it's it's not as not as resilient obviously as our and our physical bodies is not as resilient as our spiritual body is and mm-hmm it's, it's, it can be easy to break a person down given enough time and circumstances, but remembering like you are worthy, you are deserving, you do matter. Taking care of yourself is a necessity right now, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe that's, Mm -hmm. yeah. Again, like leaning into that rage, that anger, maybe it's leaning into deep, 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 gentle, loving practices, Maybe that's connecting more with nature. Maybe there's so many different ways. Maybe it's diet and exercise. Um, so really tapping into your heart and your body and and giving yourself exactly what you need right now and tuning into the communities that make you feel strong. Definitely. And 
approaching everyone you're coming in contact with, with a gentler heart, with more curiosity over that heavy judgment, because I feel like that has been something that's been also so polarizing over the last couple of years. We're so used to now like snapping to judgments with one another and it being okay, but perhaps being that peace by showing up in your community and with others around you with more curiosity and acceptance. Yeah. Right. Like what, what is all, what, what is the point of all of these differences and fights and canceling and jumping at each other when we don't agree with each other? Like what is that actually serving? Getting defensive, yeah. getting, or, or shutting down as a result you know, some people are quick to get in and some people retreat quick to retreat. And mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, despite this, the heaviness of what's going on in the world right now, you know, and this conversation, I hope that we can leave you feeling connected to the hope and the, and the rebirth that's around the corner from this. Cause we are going through this, believe it or not, this collective death cycle Mm-hmm. So that we can come up, we can come back renewed so that we can come back more connected to love and more connected to each other. Um, if we can stay connected to ourselves, Yeah. And reminding each other, right. I think that's good. We're having these conversations and we're talking about it and I'm sure there's other people talking about it in different ways and, and staying plugged into these conversations so that we can remember that we're not alone feeling these things And we can serve as reminders to each other that we get to put ourselves first. We get to take care of ourselves and love ourselves, and, um, and heal what needs to be healed and transmute what needs to be transmuted. Definitely. Because when you love yourself, you're loving the whole wholeness. You're loving everyone because we we are all one. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult to, to connect with that sometimes but coming back to that knowing and inner remembrance. Yeah. If you think about, I, again, like I think about the, like the motherboard sort of analogy mm-hmm. of like, it's like an octopus with its legs. <laughs> it's like the octopus. You can't just detach the legs. No. It doesn't work. The collective doesn't work. We wouldn't work if we were just on our own. We're connected. I matter because I matter. You matter because you you matter. And we are all matter. So we all matter. And if we can remember this and we can kind of see how we're actually all connected, I might have my own physical earth suit that's different from mm-hmm. yours, but energetically we're connected and, and we're literally connected. Yeah. So I feel like we can wrap up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, go eat a salad. Yeah. In short, go eat a salad <laughs> and move your body. <laughs> And maybe some bone broth. (laughs) I think we need more like heavier, like really warming foods right now. (laughs) I know. I was trying to eat a salad the other day and I was like, I was like, "Mm, like spring. And then I was like eating it and I'm like, I need something warm. Yeah, right. (laughs) My body's not quite ready for this yet. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week for another exciting conversation thanks for tuning in to this yoni code if this episode moved inspired or flat out entertained you please head over to itunes and give us five stars or share with a friend 
Follow us on Instagram at the Yoni Codes to continue the conversation. Oh, and make sure to click on the link in the profile for other ways to connect. We look forward to unlocking the next Yoni Code together.